Oh me, oh my! Look at that fish! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Josh Rinko, coming solo at you from Smalley's Talk Studio A. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a quick one. Um, We did the uh, episode a couple weeks ago about the Minnesota trip, so I might talk about that a little bit. But mainly, tonight is my... um, I think this is the third installment of the uh, Tournament Diary series. Um, And I fished a uh, um, tournament last week. It is is actually the, well, this is the third one that I've fished, um, but it's the fourth one in the series because I couldn't fish the one at the end of May. It's the uh, Grassroots Bassiakin GRBY Sugar Creek series. And, um... I've talked about this format before, but in case you are not aware, this tournament is a um, a five-day tournament that you basically select one day of, and you lock that day in previous to the tournament starting. So you have until Thursday morning to lock in your tournament day, and then the tournament runs Thursday through Monday, and whatever day you pick the fish, you're stuck with that day. Um to me, on a tur- tournament like this, which is, is kind of a unique format, uh, there's a couple strategies to it. One, um, picking a day is very important. So I, I will say that. Um, picking a day is important. Especially, you know, just looking at the river condition and the weather coming up and all that stuff. With that said, it's really hard to predict it. Um accurately so sometimes you might think well you know i think it'd be better to fish saturday and the saturday comes and it's you know shit but in this circumstance i actually was not even able to choose i had a pretty busy schedule around that tournament we had a relative pass away so we had a funeral over the weekend and i was had work appointments all day on friday so i knew thursday was kind of going to be the only day, and I could have fished Monday technically, but it was so far out that I didn't want to chance the weather not cooperating, um, so anyways, uh, Thursday comes around, and, uh, I guess Wednesday night came around, and I knew there was going to be a change of thunderstorms, but I didn't know how much, so I kind of waited until I went to bed on Wednesday night to sign up, because I was like, you know, just kind of... wait as long as I can to see, but I kind of already committed, I had all my stuff packed up, and, you know, was what it was, um, sorry about that, so, so anyways, I got all my stuff ready to go, paid, entered the tournament, up until this point, uh, they'd been predicting storms, kind of scatter storms, but it hadn't really, um, rained much, well, we had a patch of storms, run through around like right before I went to bed 11 o'clock so it was raining um out in Crawfordsville and uh but it wasn't much and then I was awoken by some um 
you know what, it, it actually wasn't storming here, so I don't know what woke me up, but I woke up at like 4 in the morning, my alarm was set for 5, and I picked up my phone and looked at Crawfordsville, and it was just getting completely hammered by um, like a dark red thunderstorm, and it was pretty big, I was like, crap, uh, well, I guess we will, um, you know, have to, <laughs> I was kind of at the mercy of the weather at that point, so I was like, well, oh well, so I went to bed, Back to bed, got back up at five, um, and uh, the storm had, had moved through Crawfordsville. Or actually, it was kind of still lingering, but it was moving towards me, and I was able to get on the road right as the storm kind of hit the Indianapolis area. And I drove through it, and it was nasty. Like it was like windy, super hard rain, and it was pretty big. And uh, I was trying to stay optimistic, but in the back of my head, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna get there." And honestly, here's what I thought. I thought I was going to get there and the river was going to be okay, but it was going to be rising and I was going to have two or three hours to catch my fish before it got like super muddy. So I get there and um, it looked pretty good. Uh, get on the water. I, I got on the water a little bit late. Um, I think the tournament started at 630. I didn't get on the water until about 645. I just kind of miscalculated my um, you know, time it took to, to get to the ramp and all that stuff. So I lost a few minutes, but get there and uh, start fishing. I didn't get more than, oh, I don't know, half a mile into the stretch, maybe a quarter mile into the stretch. And uh, I was fishing topwater at that point. And I got the, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had one of these, but kind of got the lure worked all the way in and sort of left the lure in the water as I'm kind of scanning around and Boom, I had one come up and just smoke it right next to the boat. And it caught me off guard big time. And I could tell it was a nice fish. So um, scooped it up at the net and uh, had a 19 on the board first thing. So I was, I was feeling feeling pretty good about that. You know, first fish is a 19. And then, uh, so I, I, I keep going down the river and I'm kind of, you know, just... I was throwing some top water, but I wasn't like super. Actually, I remember I had a couple fish kind of swipe at top water, and uh, I, there was a, a spot coming up. And one of the reasons I do the stretch that I did that particular day, because I kind of decided at the last minute what I was going to do, was because there's a kind of a stormwater drain into the river, and I was like, man, there'll be a lot of water coming out of that because of the rain. There'll probably be fish stacked up there. Get over there. And I didn't catch a single fish, which is super surprising. I don't know why. Um, it was I was kind of like dumbfounded. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Um, I did lose a fish around there. It was a little bit before there. I lost looked to be you know 15, 16 inch fish. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I didn't catch any fish around that. I was kind of like, "This is really irritating me." Um, so I get going and. Uh, I was able to catch the rest of my limit. I think I looked at my watch. It was by 10 o'clock I had a limit, but it was that 19 and a bunch of dinks. It was like 12 and a half, 13 and a half inch fish. And I was like, well, you know, at least I have kind of a peace of mind that I uploaded all. I, I took the time to upload all my fish, which I normally don't do, but I was a little worried about coverage at the end of the stretch, which actually ended up coming to fruition, but, um, 
So I uploaded all those fish. I'm like, well, at least I have five in that 19. You know, if something happens, I at least, you know, get a halfway decent score. And uh, so, anyways, going down the river and in... I'll start by this saying this. Other than that drainage thing, the first half of that stretch is usually pretty abysmal. It doesn't start getting good until about halfway through. There's one particular spot that's like kind of the start of the really good area. So I caught a few other small fish um, up until that point. But again, we're we're calling out like 12 and a half for 13s. You know, nothing crazy at all. Um, and I, I had switched up lures a couple times, uh, but I really, really wanted to throw topwater. And I don't know if it was because, I don't know, I just, I hadn't caught very many fish on topwater this year. Or I just, um, I, I do feel like that topwater is a big fish. Like, I've thrown a pretty large topwater, like, lure. And topwater in general is just a big fish pattern for me. At least that's what I've found to be true um so i'm in the tournament you know i i i want to uh you know only catch big fish so i get to a spot and this you know i think by this time it's probably 11:30. the sun's starting to come into play and it's starting to, it was a hot day it was ended up being you know in the mid 80s low 90s i think it was probably like 87 something like that um but I got uh, to this one spot I knew was really good, and I stopped and took my time and fished it. Didn't get anything at the top of this spot. Get to the bottom of it, and there's a uh, a really uh, like isolated boulder at the bottom of this spot before it gets to like a kind of real good broken up rock in the riffle. And I threw up right next to that. Um, that rock and boom got smoked on top water right and I could tell it was like okay this is a good fish um just the way the sound that it made when it hit get it up got a 17 and a quarter on the board so I'm like all right that you know feeling pretty good uh get past that spot and you know I always when I catch a fish like that I make a mental note of kind of where it was at what it was doing and in that case it was you know sitting in about I don't know less than a foot of water on a rock that was like baking in the sun it's like well you know maybe they're on uh you know kind of sunny areas so I get to the next spot fishing 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 and I get up to some other boulders that are in the sun throw up um, and I had one chase it to the boat, which up until that point, I had had a ton of short strikes. So I'll keep prefacing this. And that's probably why I kept rotating off of topwater because they were, I was getting a lot of just, um, non commits, but the, I had one kind of, he didn't even really hit it. He just kind of like followed it and then swam away about halfway to the boat. And, uh, I get to, uh, the next cast to throw up right next to where I just threw, God, I had to do that, sorry, um, and I saw this, uh, it was one of the cool, probably the coolest eat of the year, even, even talking about the West, or the Minnesota trip, but had this real large brown streak just follow behind my bait, 
and I'm, you know, working it slow, working it slow, working it slow. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, get it. And it just like in slow motion, this thing tracks it down, almost like a, you see a pike kind of following a, a bait, tracks it down, goes up and just boom, comes up and just annihilates this top water. Saw the whole eat, saw like a really, really cool um, sequence of events there. And uh, it was a really nice fish. I could tell it, it was the only fish of the day that, pulled even close to those Minnesota fish like it was stripping drag like feeling pretty good and um yeah I uh I I got got it up got in the net and I thought it was a 20 at first um but ended up being 19 and a half um so yeah that was a that was probably the highlight that was not probably it was the highlight of the day um and then I went on after that. I was kind of following that same pattern. I was looking for rocks in the sun, boulders, I would say, like exposed boulders or ones right underneath the surface. And uh, I, I started to catch a bunch of fish. Like, I mean, I, I didn't catch like a crazy amount, but I probably caught 25 or 30 fish all day. And the majority of them were scorable fish at least. Um, I did have problems finding like mid-sized fish. I, I would say this about Sugar Creek. If you fished it, it's certain parts of it are absolutely chock full of 16s and 17s. And for some reason, I just wasn't seeing a lot of those fish. Like it, it's not uncommon to go to Sugar Creek and catch, you know, eight to 10 fish over 17 inches, but not 18s. Like, you know, between that, or I would say between 16 and and 17 and a half, you'll, you could catch 15 easy. And, uh, I just couldn't find them. I was having trouble finding them. I was catching, you know, some 13, some 14, 14 and halves. Um, and I just couldn't find those mid-sized fish. And then, um, I, I, um, I finally, I, I, you know, and, and I'll say this, like you take it for what it's worth people. I, you know, it is what it is. I'm not like bragging on myself, but this is something I feel that separates at least me, if not guys who do well consistently from a lot of the field, is we keep going until the buzzer sounds. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been having a crappy day, but I keep covering water. I keep putting my bait where I think there's fish. I keep just, you know you know, the old saying, you you know, if your lure's not in the water, you're, you're not going to catch any fish, but so just keep your lure wet, keep it going, and I, I was going, 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 and I finally got that 16, it was actually a, a 16, um, I think it was 16 and a quarter uh, that I caught, or no, yeah, 16 and a quarter, so I have a 19 and a half, a 19, 17 and a quarter, a 16 and a quarter, and then I think my next biggest fish was 14 and three quarters, and uh, I caught that 16 and a quarter with eight minutes left in the tournament. Um, you know, and, and uh, surprisingly, I want to say surprisingly, tournament ended, but I still had about a mile and a half to float. So I went ahead against my better judgment and fish a little bit and ended up catching like three other fish around the 16 and a half to 17 inch range. So I found them. It just was a little too late. I think actually what ended up happening was um the fish were just turning on later in the day i mean i think i think that's what happened but anyways um so i did that get get done and then i have to do the whole um you know wait 
for everybody else to fish because I actually what I was saying earlier in the podcast I kind of got sidetracked on was that picking your days are really important from like a river condition standpoint it's also important to look and kind of see who else is fishing that day because like I got stuck the last one that I won I got stuck fishing with like 13 or 14 other guys and that on a, on a river that small that can make a big difference and one of the reasons I went ahead and signed up for Thursday as opposed to like waiting until Monday because I was the only one fishing. So it was actually really nice. I could pick exactly where I wanted to go. Didn't have to worry about anybody else. So anyways, I get done. Uh, and then, like I said, I had to wait on the rest of the field to, to finish fishing. And um, so I, I ended up on that day with 86 and three quarter inches, which I felt was pretty good. I felt like I left a couple inches out on you know, out there because I caught this fish right after the tournament ended, but, you know, I could have easily, easily, easily had 88 to 90 inches, like, it would have been pretty doable for me to get that score, but 86 and three quarters, nothing to sniff at, so, anyways, I ended up having to wait, and, uh, I don't know if you guys want to check it out. I probably should post it on our social media, Um, but I did end up winning that tournament. So that is two first place finishes in a row. Um, And uh, yeah, so I've fished three of the four tournaments that they've had, and I finished fourth, first, and first. So I think, um, and and you, you pick your top four tournaments to go toward the angler of the year. So I think I'm probably in a prime position to win the angler of the year if I can, uh, um, you know, finish at least one of the last two decent. And I don't actually plan on fishing both of them. I'm just going to fish one, try to get, you know, top three or four finish. And if I do that, I'll feel feel pretty good about my chances at angler of the year. So, anyways, that's kind of uh, what happened, what transpired. Um, actually, I'll go ahead and look here and tell you guys um, who finished around me because I want to give credit to the guys that play second and third and all that stuff so looks like Clint Porter finished second with 78 and a quarter and we both had a 19 and a half um so I ended up winning big bass because I caught mine first go figure um and then uh, Mitch McCollum got third with 71 and a half and then I'll give shout out to Alex Deneau for 71 and a quarter at fourth because he's a uh definitely a smally pod podcast smally talk podcast guy so and then uh honestly brian moore he's another good dude good dude he finished fifth uh with 70 and a half and he actually had messaged me a bunch on facebook so shout out to brian but anyways uh it was a good experience i'm i'm happy with finishing that i mean these tournaments are definitely not high pressure like some of them you know if at all if any of them are high pressure these are just less high pressure um, the IKA White River Tournament is kind of my one tournament I look for every year and put a lot of pressure on myself, and you guys have heard all about that, so we'll see, um, we got that one coming up, I think, August 8th, so I've already been thinking about it, I've already been mentally preparing, so you boys out there playing on fishing that, watch out, because I'm coming for the gold this year, um, and there's also, uh, I think IKA has a t- typically new tourney, tournament that I'm going to be fishing as well. And that one, I'm going to do a little bit of scouting on that one. I don't, I don't I'm not as much of a tippy guy just because it's far away, but I do know it. And uh, I got a couple ideas on that tournament. So we typically do a camp out 
session. Uh, I think Derek, um, Nathan Pickering, um, maybe even get – well, Chris came last year. I don't know if he had a bad, bad experience last year. I don't know if he's going to do that again. But, um, yeah, we'll uh, – We'll do a little podcast on that, those two tournaments as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. So I got one left of GRBY, and then I have a, um, uh, you know, those two IKA tournaments left. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, you know, was happy with my my finish. Uh, I will say, coming off that Minnesota trip, I experienced a little bit of a um, I I don't know what you call it a, a hangovers whatever from that just insane fishing. The fish were uh, <laughs> fish in Indiana, especially post spawn, were just kind of pathetic from a um, just overall like size standpoint. You guys all, if if you've ever caught one of those northern fish like that, you'll understand what I'm saying. But um, it's just not the same. But you know, I don't live in Minnesota. I don't live in Wisconsin, so. This is what we have down here, and, uh, you know, we get them big every once in a while, just the ones up there are just super freaks, but anyways, yeah, that was my tournament experience, uh, thanks again for GRBY for putting on that series, it's pretty fun, um, Jeremiah Thompson, he's, uh, the tournament director there, he does a great job, and, um, yeah, looking forward to fishing the last one, and then I think if I do get Angler of the Year, they have a, uh, championship, um, deal it's on a lake so i don't know um i'll probably fish it though just because i mean i used to fish lakes all the time so i can i'm sure i can still hold my own on lakes but uh it's definitely not my expertise so yeah but anyways so uh thanks for to those guys for doing that and uh i think that about wraps it up that's all i have and um appreciate as always uh for you guys tuning in, listening to me talk about my tournament experience, you can expect a couple more of these, three, four more of these, however many ever tournaments I end up fishing. And uh, as always, free the fighter.